everyone, and welcome back to Crossroads Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And we're at minute 75, which begins with Ben in a tank top. And goes yeah. on through Mimi saying, you look really great, but Kit, don't you, don't you think you... Right. Yep. So yesterday's revelation that they're not actually on a balcony negates my first note which is they're just dot 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 on a balcony um, <laughs> so can i can i talk really quick about the song that's playing sure i didn't uh, notice that a song was playing so yes it, it was <laughs> the opposite of the songs that played when they stole the car and when they drove off uh from whatever a couple minutes ago you know a couple, you know, a half hour ago or whatever, um, that were instrumentals. It's the opposite of that because I thought, oh, this is just sort of kissy music. But then someone started singing and I was like, wait a minute, what's this? So this is a song by a musician named Nika Costa or Nika Costa. Um, the song is called So Have I For You. It's track two of her second album, Everybody Got There Something, which was released in May 2001 and which peaked at number 120 on the Billboard 200 in June of 2001 the weirdest thing or the most maybe exceptional thing about the song it's fine it has a cool atmosphere and whatever um it was co-written by the beastie boys Uh, uh, and i don't uh, think usually when you have like a co-write by an entire group it's because you sampled the beastie boys sure this Um, doesn't do that though does it as far as i know the part that we heard during the pre-sex doesn't have any beastie boy samples in it as far as i could tell same um and it 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 was listed on the wikipedia page as a song that was featured in the movie crossroads that was co-written by the beastie boy or co-written with the beastie boys so to me that connotes not a sample it's just that the three beastie boys sat down with nika costa and were like hey, let's write a song together, I guess. I guess. So. That's bizarre. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to listen to it and see if there's like a weird Beastie Boys like fight for your right to party bridge or something. I can't um, imagine. It doesn't really feel like it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember, noti- like I didn't particularly notice the song. But I'm picturing the scene right now, and what I'm picturing, fight for your right to party, would not be an appropriate thing to drop in there. And, like, you know, there were songs on uh, the 1998 Beastie Boys album, Hello Nasty, that were very chill, um, instrumental sort of jams. Okay. So you could, I could see there being, like, a sampling thing in it, but I feel like the Wikipedia article would be, like, it samples the Beastie Boys as opposed to it was co-written with the Beastie Boys. Yeah. So... I'm going to listen to the song and, and check it out. Okay. Uh, but Nika Costa, So I so Have I For You. Um, oh, this album um, had uh, Billy Preston, who was the guy that played piano. Uh, anytime you hear piano in a, late, a Latter-day Beatles song, that's Billy Preston. Okay. Um, and it had... Oh, a quest love on drums like the the drummer from the roots was on drums for this for this album so like she is apparently like a big star it big enough star power to get like some pretty big names on her album on her second album yeah um 
She was apparently like a child star musician too, so I'm not really sure. But okay. uh, weird. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it's a fine enough song. Not really like iconic. Like it's not a you know a staple of late '90s pop radio like some of the other songs we've heard. But like, yeah, yeah. It's a. I mean, it's it's a pretty good losing your virginity song, I guess. Yeah. Which is about which is what is about to happen because mm-hmm. Ben asks Lucy if she's sure, and she says yeah, and they start to take their clothes off. <laughs> Right. So they start to take their clothes off. They stop earlier than I would think for a believable scene, but just about right where I would think for a PG-13 movie. Yeah, he's got his shirt off. Uh, He's taken off his button down. He's taken off his tank top. She takes off her blouse. Yeah. But she's in like a nude colored camisole. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's. it's very clear that she's still wearing a tank top. It's not like they're trying to hide... And make you think she's naked, but she definitely got more naked with Henry. It, yes. It definitely felt like she had at least, like, like two or three more layers to remove before anything close to what she had on for Henry. Yeah, she, well, I she's got this nude-colored tank top, and I think she's probably wearing a bra underneath, and she's got her right. jeans. Right. I don't know that there's necessarily another two or three layers between the tank top and the bra. If you told me that she was wearing a camisole... And a tank top and a bra, I'd be like, I believe you. But if you're telling me that she was not, then I also believe you there. Um, the camisole yeah. was kind of so I, I'm using camisole and tank top interchangeably for right. Brittany, but it, it's kind of a weird thing because the fab. This is going to sound strange, but it looked like it was made of like a thicker fabric. Yeah, maybe like, that was what I was picking up. It looked more like shapewear, like a. It did. I don't think it was, but it had, so like a normal, you know, camisole style tank top is basically just a piece of fabric. It's like a fabric tube with some straps. But this one had almost like bra cups. Yeah. Sewn in and attached because there was like a seam underneath her, her boobs that really kind of made it look almost like a, not a corset, because it was still very definitely just like a camisole tank top, but it was like super fitted. It looked yeah. like it wasn't just like super thin t-shirt material like a lot of camisoles are. Yeah. It was like a de- thicker knit yeah. fabric that, yeah, it looked like it provided th- some support and structure. It it I think that the thickness of it was maybe what I was picking up on, which is maybe, yeah, like it looked like she had several layers of it on, but maybe it was just that it was you know, several mils of thickness, like yeah, a, a wool or like. <laughs> yeah, it was almost, it almost seemed like it was a tank top made out of like a double layer of the fabric. Yeah. It was, yeah, huh. it was, it was strange. Some of the clothes that they've got her in, in this movie are just bizarre. And we haven't even gotten to the end of the movie yet when, oh boy, do I have some notes about her outfit choices. <laughs> Yikes. So then Ben, um, well, my note. Here's my note. He holds her hands up as if against the glass. Right. But it doesn't look to me like there's glass there. Now right. that if you're if you yeah. So I went and watched it again and that was when I noticed that the curtains are reflecting in the glass of the of the balcony window. So he is doing like a pin your hands up against the glass sort of thing, which is fine. Right. But it I was tickled enough. Like it. <laughs> I was tickled enough that it looked like he was like, "Hold your hands up," 
Just, like, keep them there. Yeah. That I kept my note because I was like, that's funny to picture, like, the doors open. And she's like, surely there's a a wall or something we can do this up against that is... (laughs) Now, I'm not super experienced, but this doesn't feel normal. (laughs) Now, you know, as you were talking just now, I had a, like, micro-memory of when okay. you and I have watched this movie together previously, you pointing out the reflection of the curtain. Oh, really? Wow. I might be Good making job, that up. I might be having some kind of weird, like, fake deja vu. But it's right. possible that the last time we watched this, you were, you pointed out the reflection of the curtain, and my brain was just like, no, we're not going to remember that tidbit. We're just going to remember what you've always thought, which is that Ben does weird arm things during sex. Yeah, I mean... I forgot it too. So if I did, then past James was was a lot more uh, observant than present James. I can't imagine what the filmmakers were thinking with this yeah. maneuver. It's, I mean, they had to have noticed during filming and during editing and all. Like at some point, they had to have looked at the film and been like, wow, it is not clear at all that there is a window there. Did they CGI in reflected curtains? I hope not. To like, because you know what you know what's missing is is where was Brittany and Anson and Anson Mount's reflections? That's true. I mean, that could have been a lighting thing. But But also, he was taking. If he's holding her hands up next to the window, yeah, I don't know what light you can do to make your hands not not reflect when they're right next to the window. That's true. And also he was, so I've always thought that they were out on the balcony or at least standing in the open doorway to the balcony because when he takes off his shirt, he's not like maneuvering around a glass, a glass window that is close enough that he can then immediately shift her like an inch and press her up against it. Is the He's operating open? as though... Well, the door might be open, but even if it is, we don't ever see, like, the edge of the sliding glass door. Yeah. And even if it's open, that doesn't change the fact that he's pressing her up against nothing. Right, right. Either way. This is the weirdest, this is the weirdest thing. I don't understand. It's like mime sex. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It reminds me very much of let's pretend that, let's mime that there is a wall here. Yeah. It's so it's so bizarre and I I honestly I hate it. Like they have some really really good chemistry. Yeah. The kissing is great. Yeah. And then they do this arm thing and I hate it. It it just takes me right out of the moment. Do you think it's cuz they weren't allowed to have him be on the bed with her kissing her? I don't know, but then why do the arm thing? Why not just stand there and kiss her? And so not, that you know that it's about to be sex time? I think we knew it was about to be sex time when they started taking their clothes off. They could have yeah, had her I, they could have had her stripped down. They could have had her instead of in that tank top thing, they could have just had her take off her shirt and she's wearing a bra. We've already yeah. seen her in a bra. Yeah. Well, and and she, a bikini. And she and Henry um, were in a bed together, so clearly there's not a rule oh, about right. Yeah. She can't be <laughs> on a bed with a dude. With a dude that um She's actually going to have sex with. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. That is very, it is very weird. And like, it was too clear. The glass was too clear. Yeah. 
I need to go back and rewatch it and look for oh. the curtain reflection and any reflection of their hands. Also, I feel like it's double paned glass, right? That's why you have a like a sliding glass door is usually double pane. Yeah, I think so. So like, it would be you. It would be super reflecty. You would think. There's no way you could clean a plate like a a a sliding glass door clear enough that you can't see it. Yeah. Weird. That's wild. I don't but know. they do. But if you are trying to avoid having the cameras be reflected in the in the sliding glass door, you leave the door open, right. And then have the curtain CGI'd in, and him put her hands up against the glass using air quotes, so that's like, yeah, no glass door. You just didn't see it. It was just super clear. But then you don't have to have the weird angle of like I have to get a weird angle so my camera isn't in the isn't in the reflection of the glass. Once again, I feel like you and I are putting so much more thought into this than anybody on this movie did. The I feel like and my camera operator listeners can can correct me on this if I'm wrong. I feel like not having your camera reflected on surfaces is like 98% of camera work. I think so, yeah. Like I am often, I'm like, and I guess nowadays it's just, you just digitally remove it or whatever. But like, maybe they could do that back in the day. Back in the day. I am so sorry for making us, for it being like a a me making us old thing. Yeah. Back in 2002, maybe you could already do that. I'm not sure. But like, it, it definitely feels like a, like, like what you do in a play almost. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like we can't actually lean up against this flat because it'll fall over. Right. So let's pretend we'll go right up next to it, but we're not going to touch it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. So then it's nighttime. Yeah. It it pans away and it's daytime and then it switches to sunset because yeah. they did it all it's, day. It's not yeah. even sunset. It's like dark out. Well, they they there's a shot of sunset. Oh, there is a and shot. Then of, they, okay, so it goes it goes, uh, weird glass hand thing, pan to the beach, cut to sunset, then cut to apartment complex at night. It was a weird transition. Okay, so Th- that sunset was only there for like, yeah, you know that time has passed. Okay, uh. because going from daytime to nighttime, if they don't show you the sunset, you don't know what happened. Well, I mean, clearly in this movie, sometimes they just skip a whole true. fucking day. So I have a question for you. <laughs> How yeah. long did Kit and Mimi drive around? Right. Because it Great was question. daytime when they were having their argument in the car about whether or not to go visit Dylan. And now it's full dark. It's like, and well, okay. It's like twilight. It is past sunset, but it's not like pitch blackout. But let's say that it was Three o'clock on a June afternoon when Kit was like, you know what? We're going to visit Dylan. Right. It's it's like nine o'clock. Yeah. So what did nine thirty? Yeah. So what did they do for six and a half hours? Because let me tell you, I know for a fact that to get to the Hollywood sign from Redondo Beach takes you 75 minutes. They killed like uh, four times that. <laughs> yeah. So so and again, it's just it's a weird. I don't understand why. They needed why the filmmakers needed to make this happen at night. I mean, like shooting shooting schedules and stuff. Like we can only get this apartment complex at night or whatever. But I know for a fact that they can 
light it so that it looks like day. Right. I know that that's possible. Well, and when you're inside the apartment complex, it doesn't matter what it is outside. Right. Why they gave us... Why do a, an establishing shot? Yeah, they did night, an establishing yeah. nighttime shot of... They did the sunset shot and then the establishing nighttime shot of the outside of the apartment. And then they show us Kit and Mimi walking up the stairs inside the building. I don't understand why they needed to show us that like six hours had passed. Okay, I've got it. Okay. They head to Dylan's. He lives really close to or on UCLA campus. UCLA campus. Then Kit starts feeling skanky. So she takes a left on Santa Monica, passes by UCLA on the right, gets on the 405 and goes back to their hotel in Santa Monica. Walks in, freaks out because Ben and Lucy are still doing it because they're going to be doing it all day. Mm-hmm. Does the like cover eyes, cover eyes, cover eyes, feel around for two of her four suitcases. Goes back down to the car, um, goes to a dressing room and changes and does makeup like somewhere in L.A., Realizes she needs something from another of the suitcases. Goes back. They're still doing it. Then they make their way to UCLA campus. She's feeling less skanky, but she's still feeling a little insecure. And so that's why she asks Kit if she looks okay. Wearing the same outfit that she had been wearing previously. Right, because she's changed it four times over the course of the six hours that it's been. Got it. And she eventually wound up in the one she was already in. Because isn't it just the way? I have a follow-up question. Does she, okay. does she tell Mimi that Lucy and Ben have been doing it for the past six hours? Yeah, she calls she calls Mimi up. It gets a little like... Like calls her up to the hotel Skinamax. room? Like, hey, come here? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Okay, I don't like they, where this is going. <laughs> this is making me a little bit uncomfortable. I'm assuming, are Ben kay. and Lucy just oblivious to all of this happening? I don't... Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's such good sex. I don't think I buy your story. Why? But it's so airtight. It's so airtight. But I think it's more likely that the filmmakers just weren't paying attention to things. Like time She goes to Rodeo Drive. And then she picks out a, a new outfit and some like awesome stuff. And then she remembers that she has no money. And so she tries to shoplift and she has to do it with the cops. And that's why six hours. Somewhat more realistic. Um, <laughs> I feel more like Mimi maybe tried to shoplift. Mimi also did, but not for any reason. Just yeah, because, just because it makes her was, feel alive. And she was bored. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So right. regardless of why it's nighttime. And here's the other thing. Like, I know it takes a long time to drive through LA, but it does not take six hours nope. to drive a few blocks. Right. I guess the I guess the most realistic thing is that in the like three miles that they were from uh Melrose to UCLA, they there was a four and a half hour traffic jam. I mean I yeah. <laughs> That's fair. So Um so okay, so they're walking up the steps and Mimi is saying that she should have waited in the car. She's she's gonna go wait in the car and Kit yells at her. She's like, Mimi, right. no. Can we talk about why? I th- I honestly think that in this moment she just doesn't she knows that there's something up. 
Right. I think she knows that Dylan doesn't want to see her, and I think that she's hoping that he will be on his best behavior and not make a scene if she has a friend with her. Oh, it's don't leave me because my parents are mad at me, and if you are still here, they can't yell at me. That makes yes. a lot of sense. Got I, it, I, it, honestly, it, I honestly think that's what it is. It's not okay. that she needs Mimi specifically there, but she needs somebody else there to avoid right. a fight that she doesn't want to have with Dylan. Right. Okay. And Mimi okay. really yeah, doesn't want to go see Dylan. <laughs> Mimi super duper super doesn't want to go. Yeah. So we'll find out why next week. Yes. Next week is going to be a pretty major eventful week. There's a lot yeah. that's going to happen next week. So buckle up, everyone. But until mm-hmm. then. We, we have social media. Yeah, we do. We have a Twitter account for this podcast, which is at Crossroads underscore Min. Yep. We also have individual Twitter accounts. Mine is at Unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. We are on the Scavengers Network. And if you like this show or the other amazing shows on the Scavengers Network, you can support us financially on Patreon, which is our Patreon page is patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network. For $2 a month, you can get access to all sorts of bonus content. Uh, Bonus content we do for this show. uh, Bonus content we do for other shows. uh, Even, I know you're going to be blown away by this, other people on on the network do contribute bonus content to the Patreon with a regularity. Like, it's cool that we aren't the only ones. That we are frequently the ones. Yes. Which is just because we need the attention. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I mean, it's true, though. <laughs> so um, come uh, join us on Patreon. There will be a Google Doc for you to fill out. I think Colin is, when you're listening to this, I think Colin will have revamped it, like re-updated it for all the shows that are currently on the network. Um, so select all the ones that you like and listen to. Um, if you'd be so kind to sele- as to select Crossroads Minute, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that tells the uh, network that we are the ones who sent you. And that you would like to support us. It's the proof we need to prove to Colin that people listen to Crossroads Minute. And it's not just a crazy thing we made up. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Although, honestly, it does sound like a crazy thing we made up. So It surely does, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) And the commitment to the bit is how we did it. And (laughs) you you are necessary to to tell him that it isn't just us talking to each other and committing to uh using up bandwidth on shortwave hey james um yeah let's be best friends forever let's yes we will yes i agree yes <laughs> the scavengers network creator driven community focused treasured content